Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Relevant Conversations for All. Tonight's episode is entitled, A Poor Representation of Humanity. Um, I want to talk about that. Poor representation of humanity of the so-called United States, which are not united at all, but quite unequal and quite separated at this time. A recent incident comes to mind, and it is with um, a Rochester black male by the name of Daniel Prude, um, who was in fact mentally ill and uh, was unfortunately murdered by police. What is, well, there are many significant aspects of this situation. But what really stood out was, number one, the mental illness. Number two, the lack of training of police, or the seemingly lack of training of police um, in the area of de-escalating situations such as that, talking their way through so that um, a situation doesn't become violent. These officers actually placed something called a spit hood on this man, and a spit hood is is designed much in um, the way that it is termed, in that if you have someone who is is spitting or or, or really just spitting at officers, which um, could lead to contamination or any other means of of that, um, this hood is put on to an individual to prevent them from doing that. These officers put this hood on this man which resulted in his asphyxiation. Look at that, that's a trick word for me. But uh, Uh it is listed as the official cause of death. This spit hood um, is a representation of many things in in black history. Uh, Of course, we know it to have been used in the past for lynching, Uh putting a hood over a black male's face during the process of lynching. Then, of course, you know, the process became bolder and that spit hood or that hood was taken away. Um, I've never seen or heard of a spit hood being put on uh, a Caucasian person who was mentally ill and spitting in the same manner. I've never seen or heard of that. Um, in fact, very rarely do we hear of Caucasian males who are uh, mentally ill and responding in a violent nature, ending up in their death. Um, so this raises quite a few questions for me, as I'm sure it does for you as well. Uh, we actually 
a gentleman. He went into a supermarket and was asked to put on a mask, and he explained that he had uh, COVID-19 and proceeded to spit on one of the employees. Now, the police were called. Mm -hmm. He was charged with assault. However, there was no spit hood put on this man. And, you know, this is something that, you know, we have to come to terms with, the fact that there are two laws. One for uh, the Caucasian, uh, people of the Caucasian persuasion, and other, another for people of color. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not written in a book. But it is actually something that's left to the discretion of people who are responding to disturbances. So, um, you know, it's left up to them as to how they will handle it, uh, to what point they will let it escalate, and uh, whose life is lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that, that sends quite a significant message to people um, in terms of whose life is valued and whose life is not valued. Um, It also sends the flip message of certain people can get away with certain things and others simply cannot. It's a very dangerous message. It seems to be a message that is being amplified each day. um, And it is causing more division, creating more violence, um, and quite frankly, continuing to divide this country, not just based on um, political standing, but by color. Now, people have a right to their opinions in terms of their political standing, but no one should have the right to divide this country by color by shade that completely defeats the notion of having the United States right United supposedly implying that uh, we there is a unification there we are working together we are implied equal Uh Uh, not so much not so much totally agree with what you're saying, but I'll, I'll offer something else in that this country was already divided by color, and what this individual who's currently in office is doing is supporting and further enhancing that division. Yes, and I agree um, with you, yes. And, mm-hmm. and what you know, on one hand, you know, bringing that out, as soon as he was elected to office, there were certain factions that became emboldened and empowered by his entry into office. And he's just further, um, like I said, supporting those efforts in order to uh, put the people of color back where they belong. Yes, back, so, back you know, that, uh, that phrase always gets me, back to where 
they belong. You mean where they were stolen from? Is, is that is that what we're talking about? <laughs> where, where they were either stolen from or kidnapped. You know, uh, happy, happy for whatever scrap this country has to offer. Well, I so, I don't think there was ever a time where black people were happy about being enslaved, although that was part of the propaganda. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, during the, especially so during were, the Jim Crow period, yes. Right. There were there were good blacks and bad blacks, and the bad blacks were the, <laughs> the people angry. who actually. Well, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just saying that no, the bad blacks were detectives, the the angry ones, the ones who did not I, agree with the happy. Exactly. The mm-hmm. the ones who didn't accept what scraps they were given and demanded equality and um an equitable uh lifestyle as opposed to the ones that just went along happy that they were not lynched mm-hmm. or killed out of the anger at the audacity to demand equality. Okay. So it's um very a double-edged sword right now because a lot of our young people are struggling with recognizing uh, the perils that other people put themselves in and everything that was gone through in order to make sure they got the right to vote, not only maintained it, but got it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they they look at it sometimes as a bartering tool, either I'm going to vote or I am not, but there really isn't a choice as to whether you're going to vote or not. Mm-hmm. You're going to vote in order to at least get a seat at the table in order for people to listen. Right. You will never, ever get a seat at the table with this individual that's in power right now and if you think that it's bad now he is only it's only going to get worse and more unbelievable as we move into a second term with this person still in office right um and that is certainly something that we started to talk about in the previous episode um, the tyranny that is being displayed, um, which leads, of course, to the autocratic system of government, self-governing, where um, he wants basically to be a dictator. He wants right. to control everything. Um, aside from the loss of democracy, which is very significant, he is looking to rule and to rule by division. And to separate by color, by shade. Um, this is a very dangerous thing. And yes, I, I hear the cries of, of the younger generations. And while they may understand and are aware of the struggles that people had to go through to get mm-hmm. to the point of voting, to get um, what rights we do currently have, um, I get it. And people in general are growing wary of all of the propaganda and the lies that are constantly being spewed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm concerned that people are not paying close enough attention to what is going on because they are growing wary. But 
we really need to remember that um, this attempting to have people grow wary is part of the manipulation process. Exactly. Um, and exactly. it is designed to divide and then conquer. So uh-huh. we are being divided. We're forced to choose sides. Like I said, not only based on political standing, but based on one's color. So there'll always be the political divides, but the era of division by color should never be. Should never be. And this is what people should be wary of as a result and should draw strength from this and understand that they need to exercise their right to vote. So every candidate may not be the perfect candidate, but we have to make a conscious choice between, like you said, this tyrant, this Uh racist, this individual who chooses to divide, as opposed to someone who is at least willing to listen to what the issues are. We need to have a place to start. And I also think that there needs there's a place for patience for people on each side because you know I've heard people people of color where our uh, Caucasian uh, sisters and brothers may say, hey, you know I'm interested in learning about your struggle and what actually is going on and how I can help and them being sent away and and told, hey, go do your own research. And I've had conversations with people around the subject, and what I've said is, hey, listen, they can go and research and read in a book the facts of what happened. Like, you could read in a book 20 years from now that Brianna Taylor was killed in March of 2020 and flip the page over to the next atrocity that happened and gather all of these facts. However, they will not get the emotion or, you know, the energy that a person of color will express when telling this story or relating uh, what is going on in the community and the feelings of the community. That cannot be read in a book. So making sure that you have the the patience to educate people on what's going on, not only by fact, but by feeling, is very important. Because, you know, honestly, a lot of people are oblivious. They've been living their life, and they've had their uh, white privilege, as it's called, and they do not know consciously of what's going on. So anytime that you have the opportunity to educate someone, educate them. And on the other side, when you have the opportunity to listen, truly listen and not be blocked by all of the propaganda that you've heard from um, that person that's in office. That's correct. Yes, I agree with that. You know, it it is actually um, a learning process on both sides Um, because we have all been indoctrinated with um, historical untruths. 
we were taught in school and presented um, things that were not entirely true. And, you know, if any part of a statement is not true, we are taught that it, the entire statement is false and deemed untrue. So um, it is a process for all of us. And the things that we are hearing now, it is our responsibility, our social responsibility to either validate what is being said or mark it as being invalid. It is not for us to just sit back and hear information that is being spewed to us and accepted as truth. Remember, the name of this game, and yes, it is a game, it's a game of manipulation. Again, it relates to propaganda, it relates to gaslighting, is confusion. And we need to make sure that we are not confused, that we are validating. That is so important. Just because something Uh appears on the media does not necessarily mean that it is true. Exactly. So the manipulated. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that manipulation again is there to incite confusion. It's there to incite violence. You know, um we we started talking last week about the situation in Wisconsin and we talked about um that less than human individual who killed two people during the peaceful protests. Um I was taken back to see that there is a fundraising effort for yes. this inhumane thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I will not deem this thing as being human. He blatantly committed a crime. He blatantly killed two people. And I feel uh-huh. like he's being rewarded, you know, as we mentioned last week, too, as, as though yeah. he's being told, job well done. So now, um, the article that I read said that there was approximately $1 million raised in his behalf. And I would imagine that $1 million will be going to defend his case or to essentially spew lies to make it seem that things didn't happen exactly as we saw them happen. Again, there is that gaslighting factor. Make us think, wait a minute, did I see that or didn't I see that? Yeah, we all wish we did not, but we definitely saw it. Yes, and the fact remains that there are two people that are no longer on this earth as a result of that Uh inhumane action. Um, These are the things we have to be conscious of. Uh, You know, the alleged... Can Can I go back to... Uh, when you were talking about the propaganda and the things that we see in the press. Yes. Because I mentioned to a couple of people today um, that the New York Post is, uh, they have put together a story that's airing this evening on the killing of Breonna Taylor. Okay. And um, I was talking to some young people about it, and they were saying, I'm not even sure if I'll watch it because the New York Post is quote-unquote shady, and I asked in what way. It's because that very individual that you just spoke of, Hmm. they, the way that the story was written about him in the Post made him seem like a misguided young man who just liked law enforcement and 
me? She said what? I would love him to be my next president. Wow. Wow. So I just wonder, like, how it's it's crazy how emboldened and upfront people are now with these outrageous statements that they make, not even caring about the fact that two individuals are dead because this person came to that town to shoot and kill people. Yeah. Well, well what makes that easier is when you have the so-called um, the commander-in-chief supporting the actions uh-huh. of this non-human. Um, you know... <laughs> And we talked about this also. I don't understand at this point, at this stage in the game, anyone who supports 45, I cannot see how they can separate themselves from the racist ideals that he enforces. Now, I understand one uh, claiming to be Republican because there are many Republicans out there who are saying, you know what, I cannot stand behind what 45 is doing right now. And they are essentially defecting. What I don't understand are those people who continue to support 45, yet they claim not to have the same racist ideals that he has. I'm having a difficult time separating that. Maybe you can help me with that because I'm not seeing the separation at this point. I cannot because no matter what, I mean, if we look at how much richer uh, people who have stocks have gotten uh, since uh, 45 has been in office. And, you know, what does it take to sell your soul? Hmm. A lot of people will say that they vote, their vote goes where the money is. But the atrocities that 45 and his regime has committed and the future atrocities that they plan to commit, the writing is on the wall. How do you give your vote to someone like this and then still say, but I'm not like him? Right. You yes. know, exactly, you, exactly my you thought. You owe him at that point. Yeah. You're, you're him. Well, if you yeah. give your vote to him, you have his idea. Right. I 150% agree with that. Um, So for those who have had passing conversations with me and tried to debate the issue as to continuing to support this um, Uh non-human, I I stand by what I've said to you and what I am saying now. There is no way you can separate yourself from being the racist that he is. You are supporting that. You are out Uh there cheering when he goes to a place like Wisconsin and instead of speaking to the victim who kicked off the peaceful protest, he's surveying the damage. And then supporting the attempted murder. The individual, the inhumane I I hate saying individual because I don't I don't even want to categorize him as a human who calculated what he was going to do. I have to break up for 
bring this up, and I know I bring it up on every other call, but Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. this is how it happened. People uh, supporting a quote-unquote leader, mm-hmm. and I say that with that term loosely, Very because loosely. when you lead people, you're leading them to a better place. That's well, that's the, that's the premise. Right, that's the premise of leadership, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, people following a leader, it's this one thing, this one rumor or categorization that, you know, they put certain groups in. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before, and we said it over and over again, that, okay, you know, first they came for... uh, what was called back then the cripples. Then they went for the mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to try to Let's pick it up a, notch. Yeah. a, whole, a mm-hmm. whole group of people. What do you see going on in this country? They're going, you know, <laughs> he campaigned on keeping Mexicans out and building a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, he's walling us off from the rest of the world. He campaigned, and and now that he's in office, it's about uh, making sure that there's law and order and keeping these thugs at bay. Who do you think that he's talking about? Right. And they're keeping people out of the suburbs. So all of these things that are piling up, this has already happened. This is history. Repeating, repeating itself. itself. Absolutely, absolutely. And for those of you who think because you don't fit into a targeted category at this moment, prepare yourself. Because if we allow this to continue, you will ultimately end up in one of the categories that he will come after, just as Hitler did during Nazi Germany. So um, this is not a battle just for people of color. This is a battle for all humanity. This is a battle to save humanity. This is a battle to stand up and say, this is not okay. And we are going to push back just as much as you are pushing forward. Right. Um, It's time to say, not here, not us. Not ever. And Exactly. And, you know, that really speaks to... uh, we may not agree on everything, and humans are individuals, and we are going to have different outlooks and disagree on things, but we have to have some basic rules, a foundation, and a, a low level that we are not willing to go to in order to still consider ourselves human. Right. And for those of you who who are glued to the category of Republican, there is a a completely different sect of Republicans happening right now where you can still call yourself Republican if you'd like, but you can now separate yourself from 45, who has taken the current Republican Party down a completely different road, a dangerous road, a road of hate. I am calling on every human, every person that has a conscience, every person 
who has sat and watched this non-human lie, cheat, steal, along with his dirty dozen, the Bars, the Cohens, the rest of them. It's time to come together. We need to stand united and represent the United Front, a new United States, a true representation of the United States to defeat this beast. He's a brute. He's the enemy. And that's how we need to look at him. He is a poor representation of humanity. This is not who we are as humans. We all know that he does not represent humanity. Oh, well, well, not all of us know that. You and I know that. And hopefully the people that are listening to this episode know that. But there are people who don't know that. These are the people who are, are seeking some claim to belonging to this group. And what, what baffles me even more is how people of color can gravitate to this non-human. How, how, how Jewish people can gravitate to this non-human. As he right. supported the people in Charlottesville that, that walked around saying derogatory statements about Jewish people. It completely right. baffles my mind. Right. But you and I can talk about this for hours upon hours and maybe even days. But um, I want to close this episode by reminding people to exercise their right to vote by any means necessary. The future is in our hands. We have to make a difference. We have to vote so strong and so significantly that there is not a question. There is no need for recounting because there is a landslide. That is what we need to do. We need to show these non-humans that we are not standing for this. That we deserve better. We are better. Uh So, let's stand together. Let's vote, people. We're going to keep talking about vote and voting until we get to the day of it. We're less than 60 days away. Yes. Let's stand together. Watch the trickery. Watch the propaganda. Make sure you're validating what you hear and what you see. All right. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you again next week. Let us know what you think. Um... Feel free to comment. Until next week, we thank you. Be safe. And remember, there is a pandemic out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Next time.